turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. And now we return to the purveyors of real estate knowledge. Your real estate chalk talk. Hey, welcome back to the program. Thanks for staying with us. This is your real estate chalk talk with the Hitner Group at Cobalt Banker Realty. Hitnergroup.com. H I T T N E R Group.com. Hitnergroup.com. 612-627-8000. That's the number you see in all the signs around town. Give it a call. You're probably sitting in front of a lovely home on a quiet tree lined street that you would love to live in. Okay, I got a couple of questions here. You're raising your hand. Do you have something? Well, I always have. So go ahead. No, I'm just going to write my questions down. So then hopefully there's a time where you slow and I can Where I stop talking? Yep, that'd be great. Good luck on that. If you've got something, Kelvin, then just go ahead and spit it out. He's he's got a whole page of notes. I know it, but he'll throw it away when we walk out the door. Well, I do. I have a question about the kind of guy going back in the history because we always refer to or many times we refer to Dodd-Frank. And Dodd-Frank was like the big turning point in in uh, how appraisals were done and how mortgages were made. And can you just explain to us what impact that had on appraisals and on market values? Well, it shouldn't have had anything to do with market values, but appraising is a relatively new profession. Appraisals exist to protect the lender. Okay. It is not your buyer's appraisal. Yes, they pay for it, but they also pay the light bill at the loan are they officer. Su- are they suing the mortgage companies now because... They're paying for someone else's service to benefit the mortgage company. Let's That's not talk about that. <laughs> Let's not talk about that part. Okay. Uh, um, but whenever something goes wrong in the real estate market, new regulations come out. All right. So uh, Dodd-Frank was trying to just enforce what already should have been enforced before. Um, appraisers get paid for the report, not for the result, not for the answer. You pay me to do an appraisal to give you my opinion, not to agree with what you think it should be. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in the past, it was always difficult to get, not always, sometimes difficult to get paid if the appraisal didn't come out what the loan officer wanted it to be. Sure. So Dodd-Frank was a series of regulations. Uh, that makes to, sense. To, <laughs> to, um, to try to control that, to make sure that appraisers got paid, because that involved all kinds of fraud. If you mm-hmm. only get paid if you lie, then you're going to start lying. And right. So, um, so it was tried. It put in um, some some breaks between the loan officer and the appraiser to make sure that the appraiser got paid, so the appraiser was more willing and able to tell the truth. Just a separation hmm. there. Not yes. much different. I'm a certified public accountant as well, so I used to audit uh, Fortune 500 companies, and we would render an opinion on the financial. Uh, uh, of the company health mm-hmm. on the financial health and well-being of the company and that was an opinion mm-hmm. it, you know, sometimes it was you know they're not very healthy well that was in the opinion and and uh, you're the same way i can see that um what about the pressure of or the influence then on values that people had uh when it used to be i mean we used to own an appraisal company when it was back in the back in the day you know so it was like we'd call up and say i need this number and <laughs> That was a problem. And you would get that number. <laughs> I wasn't involved in any of those conversations. <laughs> no. You, were, you weren't involved. born yet, right? No, so, I was, and I was in the business, but I just want to make it clear that I was not involved <laughs> in any of those conversations. Well, it's just all was, part. Well, we're actually we're asking for an opinion in advance. <laughs> this is what I'm looking at. I need this number. Can I get that number? 
Yeah, I don't think we ever said I have to have this no. number. I'm trying, you know. Uh, and, but people, and is it reasonable? But people did yeah. say that all the time. Okay. Um, really? So shocking. Back in the back in the days that led up to the 2007 um, issues, uh, appraisers got blamed for a lot of that, and rightly so to some degree. Um, but that was back in the day of doing orders by fax. And so I had a new mortgage company that just started up, and I was going to be their appraiser for all their appraisals. Mm-hmm. And so, so I sent uh, order forms to them with all their information so they could just send me the order, and I'd have all the information. Within two minutes of me sending that over, I got a call from the owner. Where do we put the price on here? I'm like, you don't. Mm-hmm. That's what you're hiring me to tell you. Right. But he was just flabbergasted. He's like, well, I have to be able to tell you what we need. Right, what so, we need. Yeah, that is not... That's not the way it's supposed is to be Is there done. a difference then between a refinance appraisal and a purchase appraisal? Difference is um, that we don't have a purchase agreement to um, to look at. Mm-hmm. So if it, if I come down to that, you know, 500. You just told me you didn't look at it. So what But I don't look at it until the end. She okay. does look at it, she said. <laughs> I, don't, I don't look at the value on it until the end. Okay. So, so if I come in at 450. And it sold, for, you know, on a sale. If it sold for four fifty one, I would make it what four fifty one. Okay. So there's so there's not the fluctuation there. But otherwise, it's the same process. Right. It's the same home visit. It's the same comps. It's nothing nothing different as far as that goes. So how? Do, yeah, because refinances is where it's really challenging, especially right now. That we're doing. There's a lot of cash out refinances mm-hmm. because there's so much equity in these homes. So, so then to get an idea of value going in. We have to call the real estate people. They we ask them, hey, what do you think this home is worth? Right. That's a f- they're doing a freebie then for us right. to give us a ballpark to see if it works in the numbers, mm-hmm. and then it goes to you, and it's a bl- it's a blank slate. And now suddenly we're like hoping that you and you remember know. they are the dreamers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, because because it's a job of the realtor to get as most as much money as possible right. for the clients. Right, it's totally right. legitimate that you're the positive people leaning forward. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. What about the differences between, and um, when you're looking at a house, I'm thinking about the criteria that you use to determine value. So how important is the room configuration? Like you'll have a house that's the same square footage. One has five bedrooms, one has four bedrooms, one has a den. One ha- how does does that matter to you at all? Yes, but not always. Um, in that generally if we're in the same neighborhood in the same style of house, if I'm appraising a two-story, I'm going to look at other two-stories. Uh, chances are they're going to be pretty much the same floor plan just because of the D.R. Hortons and the things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even the 1940s World War um, houses, they're all exactly yeah, the same. Yeah, same or same. You know mm-hmm. the floor plan when right, you walk right. in. Some some sellers get really angry that I'm only in a house for 10 minutes. Right. Like, like, I've been the, in this house yeah. 178 times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the bedroom count matters sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. If you have an executive uh, rambler that just has that one big primary suite on the main floor... That's great if it's an executive rambler. Mm-hmm. If it's a small rambler and you just have one bedroom, it's not very functional. Mm-hmm. But if it's the executive type where it's a high-end property and all that, they only want one upstairs and make the teenage kids sleep downstairs. Um, there's almost no difference between, in most markets, everything depends on what neighborhood you're in, but there's almost no difference between four-bedroom and five-bedroom. Nobody needs five bedrooms. This is not 1940 when you're pumping out farm workers. Mm-hmm. Right. We talk about um, that a ton with our sellers is that, you know, if you go from two to three, that's a big deal. Yes, if you go from four deal. to five, not that big of a deal. And five to six is nothing. Right. So the valuation mm-hmm. of these, th- if you have four four bathrooms versus five, 
you know, you're not getting a ton more money. Right. But if you go from two to three, it's a totally different house. It means exactly. you probably have a master bath. Mm-hmm. The layout's a bit different. Like these things make a difference. Exactly. These other things, not so much. Well, and historically, realtors have been taught that more bedrooms means more money. So I have people constantly emailing me, talking to me, say, can I call this a bedroom? Can I call this a bedroom? Like, it doesn't matter. It's right. just Finished. a rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's finished square footage. You made a comment yeah. earlier about a couple times now, and I'm upset about it. <laughs> okay. And oh, that boy. is that the realtors are dreamers, and they need to get the, or the, their job is to get the most money for you as possible. That you shouldn't be and, mad and about dis- that. And but- I disagree. I mean, I'm not mad about it. I'm just joking. <laughs> but, oh, I, just disagree, though I disagree because my, my point, and this is just my business, is that my job is to educate you on the market and explain to you how the market impacts the value of your home. And then, yes, we'll give a range, and we want to be within that reasonable range. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's that much different than what an appraiser is doing because ultimately the appraiser's job is to come in and justify all of that. And if we're not on the same page, um, to me, if we're not on the same page, me and the appraiser, then I did something wrong in the process. Now, if it's sold, great. But in a lot of cases, especially in a market we're in right now, it's not going to. So mm-hmm. if you didn't do a good job of educating the client on the market, explaining where your realistic value range is, and then being within that realistic value range in order to gain property views and traffic to sell the home, then there's a disconnect in the entire process. You're right. We don't yes. want that. Yeah. It's not going to close that. No, and that's good. There are too many realtors out there who, who don't understand the appraisal process and don't educate the sellers, right? Because the sellers have to know reality. Right. Hey, your house might be where we might be able to get 600 for it, but likely we only be able to appraise for this amount. So let's prepare for that. Yeah. So that's exactly right. And admittedly for me, it's a challenge in my business because there are mm-hmm. people, what I call it, I call it buying a listing. Yeah. So they'll oh, come absolutely. in and they will yeah. dream and they will puff your head and they'll tell you a number that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. And then that house will be on the market for six months and drop, drop, drop. Maybe they sell it and they hate that agent now because they dropped the yeah. price so many times. And I didn't get the business. Right. You know, there are many times where I've gone and been like, hey, guys, you know, I think 499 is your top, and I wouldn't go a dollar over that. Now, if you want to, I certainly will, but right. this is what the market is saying. And yes. somebody else comes in and says 575, and they get the listing, and I don't. As you long know? as you're and educating them. And it sells at 499. And it sells at 480, you know. Yeah. Well, and that's. A- yeah, you, you've got to educate your sellers, and that's that's awesome that you're doing that. Keep in mind also that those sellers have heard what the other houses around them were listed for. Mm-hmm. They never heard what they actually sold for. Right. They always hear that original oh, list that's, price in that's their a heads. Good, that's yeah. a great point. Can I have a complaint about one word you used? Yeah, sure. Appraisal? Justify. I, 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 <laughs> I saw you react. So I saw ah, you oh, boy, this is getting heated. Okay, I, I, I know the 100% of your job is not to justify <laughs> The purchase agreement. My job is to protect the lender. Yes, that is your job, and I apologize (laughs) for saying that. In (laughs) my mind, your job is to come in and justify everything that just took place, because then I can be right. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That is one of the most important things in the world. In counseling, he's (laughs) Me being right. Exactly. Yes, It's counseling. Well, on that note, we're going to... We're going to head out to break. Uh, This is Real Estate Chalk Talk. Log on to our website, hittnergroup.com, H-I-T-T-N-E-R group.com. There you can check your home value, not an appraisal. You can check your home value. Uh, You can search for property or connect with us online, hittnergroup.com, or call us, 612-627-8000. That number again is 612-627-8000, and we'll be right back.